Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. You're listening to 10-Minute Takes. Welcome to 10 Minute Takes. We're back just like usual every Friday at 1 o'clock. We're going to have a regular show for you. We're going to go through some topics in 10 minutes or less. Bring your money back. I'm waiting for Chris to get in here. Um, in the meantime, <clears throat> I'm just going to start recapping uh, the NFL week that we had. And I, I'm going to be honest with you, I wasn't very uh, blown away by anything in particular. I would say the stuff that really jumped out to me was that shellacking by Jacksonville on Baltimore. Um, I was not expecting that at all. I was stunned. Um, I didn't really, <clears throat> I, I don't know, I didn't really think that more they looked good early you know there there was a couple of weeks where you were just like okay Baltimore might be legit this year and yeah I don't know for whatever the reason they they crumbled to Jacksonville and I don't think Jacksonville is the truth either though I, I like Baltimore looked surprisingly competitive for the first couple of weeks and then Jacksonville comes in and just beats the crap out of them and I don't think that that's the you know, the end all be all. I don't think that Jacksonville is now, you know, the, one of the, one of the top or one of the competitors in the AFC. I just think that, I don't know, they made Baltimore look bad. Um, So that game is what, you know, really caught me off guard. Um, What I will say was an interesting game and clearly um, a disappointing game to all the Giants fans was was you know New York versus Philly, and that was a that was a crazy um, a wind down to to a game of football. Uh, the way that it ended, um, you know Philly Philly looked good late. Uh, <clears throat> I was shocked. Um, they I don't know. I I still don't think that Carson Wentz is better than. I don't even think he's better than Kirk Cousins, to be honest with you. Now, I'll get to Dak in a minute, but I still don't think he's better than Dak either. Now, I got my own personal problems with Dak, but I don't think that he's even on Dak's level. Um, God, I mean, you know, the Rams in San Fran, that was kind of like, eh, you know, that was 
cool, but I mean, it's a battle of two teams that'll be relevant in like five or six years, not right now. Um, so the, the, actually, you know what? The other one that I think shocked everybody was Washington Oakland. There wasn't anybody that walking into that game, you thought, Oh yeah, Washington's got a chance. Like that's, it was absurd. I'm, I was watching that and I was stunned and I was just waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting for Carr to wake up. I was just saying, all right, you know, the team's a joke. You know, Washington's Washington. They're they're competitive, but they're not the real deal. And I was waiting. I'm waiting and waiting, you know, all right, eventually things are going to click, and Oakland's going to turn it on, and they're going to win. And it didn't happen, man. Washington came out like gangbusters. I don't know why. I don't know what what – had everybody on their feet and upset or I, I don't know. I don't know what got people amped up. I have no idea. Um, but man, they showed up and they shocked Oakland. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, what more can you say? Um, I don't think there was any other games that really put me on my ass. Uh, as far as, you know, shocking me. So, you know, the recap, like I said, uh, so pretty much those were the only things that stood out to me. As far as moving on to Dak, uh, that game with Dallas where we played Arizona and our first cast looked unbelievably bad. I was shocked, and I was actually worried. I thought we were going to go back-to-back losses um, from Denver to Arizona, and I was really going to be disappointed and discouraged for our season as a whole. Now, that does not mean that, you know, we would have ended up going 8-8. It doesn't mean that it would have been – all would have been lost, but 1-2 and certainly is no way to start a uh, a deep, competitive – threatening season and I thought this team was a legit contender for the uh for the ring and I don't know it it doesn't really look it doesn't really look that that way now everybody's impressed everyone's saying well you know well Dustin look at I mean he he snapped snapped into it and all of a sudden he was he was good to go he he could he could play all of a sudden and I'm not too I'm not too about that because my thing is he he is the checkdown master. He's just like, you know, Trent Dilfer, Brad Johnson. He's like these guys that made careers out of never throwing the ball deep down the field, never taking risks. And I don't believe you could be great that way. I don't think you can be great that way. I think you need to have the ability to launch that bad boy down the field. Now, is that is that gonna does that mean he can't get us to the title? I don't know. I I can tell you right now that I am fully confident that if we were to have played Denver with Tony Romo, we would have won that game or at least scored in the thirties. Now, everybody has their own opinions of Tony, and it's it's great. I'm glad that everyone's finally. Um, embracing their ability to talk and give their opinions and debate. But Tony was a slinger. Tony was 
a, a risk taker. Now, I know that ended up in a lot of interceptions, but, man, I will take that a thousand times a week and twice on Sundays over a guy who's unwilling to throw the ball down the field. It's just not worth it for me. I need somebody who's going to look for seven points, no matter what. And the guys that are willing to settle for three or the guys that are willing to settle, I don't, I don't, I don't get that. I don't get that. I, I get the live to fight another day thing, but at what point do you not get to fight anymore because you're so far in the hole? I just don't, I just don't know. I don't think that if you were to if you were to go and put in uh, I don't know, let me think here. Uh David Carr, for example. Throw, throw David Carr on the Cowboys. He'd still he'd do better than Dak because he's a slinger. So I, I just don't I don't understand it. I think Dak Prescott quality quarterback, but at the same time I do not think he is a quarterback. I think a quarterback is a guy that needs to be throwing three hundred passing yards every goddamn game. Minimum. Minimum. Yeah, I'm looking for a 400 and a 500-yard game out of you. Hell yeah, because that's what a quarterback does. Everybody's all in awe. Everybody loves Russell um, Wilson. Oh, he's great. He's going he's gonna to be in the Hall of Fame. Dude, you, you won a quarter – I mean, you won a Super Bowl early in your career, and it's like, eh, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't think he's going to win another one. I don't think he's that great. So I, I just don't know. Chris right now on uh, Messenger. Such an idiot. <clears throat> um, so I don't know. If we're joined by Chris, great. If not, oh well. But, um, yeah, I mean, Dak's killing me, man. He Everybody's impressed about his rollout. Uh, you know, touchdown throw and his rollout, almost touchdown throw, where Bryce Butler was touched out by uh, by Honey Badger. Um, but I don't know. I, I'm not that impressed. I don't think him. I, I don't think he and Russell Wilson are quarterbacks of the future. I think what they are are football players slash running backs that ask someone to teach them how to throw. And they have great physical ability, and they are to throw the ball. But throwing, being able to throw the ball and actually throwing the ball 40 times a game, very different. Very. Very different things. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I have a major problem with Dak, and I have a major problem with all the people – that are telling me that, you know, Tony wouldn't have been a better, wouldn't have been a better option in that scenario. I mean, they played Denver years ago with Tony and it was Tony versus Peyton. And I just, I don't know. They, it was a, it was a shootout, but yet we're playing, uh, playing in Arizona and, you know, he's struggling to, to match the numbers of Carson Palmer. So I just don't think he didn't that, struggle though. He did struggle. He barely had. He didn't. He didn't clear 200 yards, and he took more checkdowns than I would like to remember. 
Okay, sorry about, uh, by the way, sorry about being a little late. I had uh, massive power outage issues, and I did not have any way of getting on a computer or on a phone, but now all is good. So I added a little bit more time here, by the way, too, just in case we need it. But, no, I I um I did not see a struggle by Dad Prescott. What I saw, obviously, was, I was not, it was not Farvian. It was not you know, Romoian, I guess, if you want to call it that, or, or Manning-ish, or, or Brady-ish, or whatever. Romo-esque. Sure, it was Romo-esque, what, whatever, okay? It, it was not. It was not a 400-yard, you know, ugly, man. Slinger. It was ugly. Well, you okay. want your quarterback, you want your quarterback to sling it, all right? No, I don't. No, I don't. I want my quarterback throw No, I don't. I want my quarterback to win. And what, what did Dak Prescott do? Yeah, but what did Dak Prescott do? Dak Prescott did what he, he needed to do a fucking hole. to win a football game. He dug us into a hole, man. He dug us into a hole with his check down. When you are third and eight, Chris, let's, let's, let's analyze this real quick. Now, I know what side you're on here, so it's going to be hard for you to be unbiased. 40-yard line. What type of play are you looking to do? Give me, give me, give me a couple of, uh, give me a couple of plays to get that first down. Third and eight. Third and eight. Well, you've got a, you can, you can run pretty much anything at third and eight. I mean, you can run slants, you can do a bubble screen, you can run a fade down the field. Uh, you, you know, no, no, no. But hell, see, if you're that's running... the difference, though. That's the difference. You don't run a fucking bubble screen on third and eight where the guy gets the ball ten yards behind the line. You don't do that. You run forward stuff. You need to get the eight yards. You need to get at least half of it and then give the guy the opportunity to pick up the other half. The bubble screen on third and eight was the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life, and he did it twice. That is not a quarterback. That's also also play calling, though, isn't it? No, because they've been giving him – dude, he audibles out of more shit than Peyton Manning did in his prime. He's up there at the line calling this, calling that, Mike this, Mike that, you know, passing, turning around, saying signals to Dez, signals to Cole. And it's like, well, well, dude, you clearly have the offense at your disposal. Now fucking do something. True, like, but, I, but here's I, the thing. You've got to throw the ball, man. You can't do this 10 Yeah, but Dak showed me a lot of things, though. Yeah, but Dak showed me, <clears throat> showed me a lot. He and and me what he showed me. That's it. Well, no, he showed me. Honestly, he showed me the ability um, to to make clutch plays against a good defense because I was really nervous against Denver saying, okay, the guy plays against a good defense, and, and, and this is what he's going to play. Like, he's going to fall apart. Arizona's not Denver. By, well, Arizona's not Denver by any means on defense, but Arizona's still a pretty solid defense, at least up front. They got a good secondary, you know, you name it. So I was like, all right, you know, let's. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, let's let's see what they do. And he was able to do. He was able to take out, uh, make opportunities out of opportunities that they took away from him. And I, I mean, I understand. I know you want your quarterback to basically be Superman every night. But what I want is, I want him to win football Dude, games and perform in the Tony, clutch. I thought. I think you and I can agree that Tony Romo was a great quarterback for us. And oh, we we. Yeah. we we thought he was he was awesome, and we would love to have him back right now if he wasn't um, if he didn't have health issues. That dude well, here, but, but here's the thing though, Romo. Up, if Romo threw if Romo threw for less regular. than 300 yards, yeah, but if Romo threw for less than 300 yards, they lost. 
Dak found a way to throw for less than 300 yards a win, and that's the difference. No, it's called the because Ezekiel of, Elliott. No, it's called a running well, game. Well, Zeke didn't do anything. Zeke had, 50, Zeke had 50 rushing yards. Zeke didn't do anything. It touchdown. was more. He had a touchdown. Well, okay, yeah. He had a touchdown at the very end of the game, and it was because of the Bryce Butler, that 50-yard uh, set up by Dak. Zeke has been doing little to nothing so far this season. It has really been, uh, you know, a, a Dak show for the most part. And no, it hasn't. Go look up. Can you tell uh, me what his numbers are for the season? Can you tell me? Can you look up his passing yards and touchdown to interse- interception ratio? I swear to God, it's going to be so pathetic. It'll sound like what would have been one game for Tony Romo if he played this year. Combine four games, Chris. Three games. Combine them and tell me what his what his yards and his touchdown and interceptions are for three games, and that will be what Tony did in like three quarters of work. And it's not because he needed to do it. No, it's because he was a real quarterback. He controlled the flow of the game. He controlled the game. Tony could be doing that with the with this team right now. Tony could step in with this exact team and be putting up those numbers. But the difference is we'd be winning games and blowing people out and not be, you know, not starting off slow because instead of, you know, making something happen and actually throwing the ball downfield on a third and eight play, Instead of that, no, we take a bubble screen so we can punt, Chris. We need points. We need we need to be offensive. You're not going to beat a team like the Patriots playing this way. You're certainly not going to beat the Green Bay Packers playing this way. Hell, I don't think – no, you can beat the Seahawks playing this way because they do the same thing. But, the oh, Atlanta? Forget about it. You think you're going to beat the Falcons playing this way? I don't think so. So, I, I'm telling you, man. This whole dink and dog balance BS, it, it is going to work. This is what my biggest point is. Everybody wonders why the running game is, is, is rough right now. I'm going to tell you why the running game is rough, because we got no passing game. If the passing game was working, the running game would be there, and then vice versa. They work off each other. Phenomenon. Dak was throwing for well over 250 a game, Okay. Now, that's still not as much as I want, but it's enough to make the defense respect you as a quarterback, back up, and then let Zeke go find those gaps. But what's happening through three games, Chris, is everyone's saying Dak can't throw. We're going to make Dak beat us. So they're stuffing the line, stuffing the box, making Zeke look like he's mediocre because even the best – I don't give a crap. Barry Sanders could be on this team, and he's not making shit happen because there's stuff in the line, man. If there's no holes, you're just not going to be able to do shit. So the running game and the passing game work off of each other. And right now, there's little to no passing game. So you're wondering why our running game's not happening, man. That's why. I guarantee you, if Dak decided to actually throw the ball down the field and throw for three, 400 yards a game, all of a sudden, defenses would respect us. They'd back up. And then Zeke would have us know, maybe so. Chris is gone. Oh, boy. So, I don't know. I, I am just saying that's what I said. I said that. Um, but, yeah, I, I just think I think he's not a true quarterback. I just don't think he's a true quarterback. I don't think that – I don't think he's the guy for the future. Um I don't know. Without without a guy throw the ball 
and I'm talking high volume throw the ball. I don't know. I just don't think you can actually win big football games. I don't think the teams like Atlanta and Seattle and Green Bay are going to respect you, and I definitely don't think teams like New England are going to respect you. So, who knows? Uh, <clears throat> Got to figure out what's going on with this fucking kid, McSwiggins. Here one minute, he's gone the next. Um, realistically, <sighs> so what I wanted to do was kind of go over and where we where we are as far as top five in the league, um, top five teams. Now, <clears throat> I don't know exactly who I would put at number one. Um. I think I think if it came down to it, I'd obviously be leaning towards the Pats. Um, they had the loss, and I know there's a lot of people that feel like Kansas City, they're getting disrespected, and they're not really a true – they're not getting, like, the credit that a true title contender – should be getting, but, you know, I, I really, I don't know, man, I, I really just don't buy into Kansas City, I mean, hell, <sighs> no, nah, I can't, I can't, I'm trying to think of a, I can't, I'm trying to think of a way that Kansas City is the top contender in my head for the AFC, and I just don't see it, I mean, right now in the AFC, you have Kansas City, Buffalo, the Steelers, the Pats are seven. Ugh. I don't understand how the standings work on um, NFL.com, but I think it's uh, maybe it's your point differential. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't understand how the Pats at two and one are behind Baltimore at two and one, Jacksonville that's two and one, Tennessee that's two and one, Steelers is two and one. Do you realize that I think if the playoffs started today, the Pats wouldn't be in the playoffs. That's unbelievable. Oh man. I mean I can't really talk get well I can't I mean Cowboys are in sixth. Wild card. Holy crap. But so the only two undefeated teams that remain are Atlanta in Kansas City. And I think realistically, uh if you want to be an undefeated team and brag about an undefeated uh record, uh I think that you're a Kansas City fan because your undefeated streak includes a W over the defending Super Bowl champions. So, ah, man, I I just don't know. I I mean, do we think Atlanta's going to get back to the Super Bowl? What do you think about that? I mean, realistically, we all know what happened with Atlanta and New England. I still think, I think that they should have won that game. I do. Um, I was, I couldn't believe, I could not believe that they choked that game away. Um, But, man. That was that was something else. 
McSwiggins, where are you at? This kid, I don't understand him. I don't understand him. So well, basically, I, I I'm telling you what happened. I was looking up your stats. I was looking up your stats before, by the way, and and my phone died. I told you last night the reason why I was late uh, was I had a, there was a power outage and my phone died and I didn't have an alarm to wake myself up. And uh, I'm sitting there talking to you, getting ready to look up the DAC stats, and my phone dies. And then every time I plug it in, I turn it on, I call in the show, it dies. I turn on the show, it dies. So I just threw my phone against the wall. So I finally got it, uh, finally got it working. Um, hopefully for long enough to finish this. And I do apologize uh, for that. It's just you know stupid national grid power outages late at night. But um, where 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 are we at now? Where are we on now? Uh, we're going to go on to um, the f- the free speech lecture and hit on oh, that boy. and then well, wrap in it. Well, well, you know, the NBA, uh, Adam Silver just came out with uh, with some news, a bombshell. And you notice nobody's jumping down Adam Silver's throat, which I find a, a bit interesting here. But Adam Silver just came out and said that there is a new rule in the NBA where you're going to be required now to stand for the anthem. Like, you have to. And you know, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, like, what about the NFL? Like, the NFL hasn't done this and probably could never do this. I mean, there'd be anarchy and mutiny in the NFL if that happened. Bunch of babies, man. Um, but what what I wanted to play for everybody is there's this girl, Tommy, um, and Tommy she, Lenny, I love her. Yeah, she's on a lot of uh, news shows. And she does interviews, and she always has these very strong takes. And she kind of touched on the situation about kneeling, and I thought it was a really important clip for everybody to hear. It's time for final thoughts. So the left and overpaid whiny pro athletes are now all about the Constitution and First Amendment. Yeah, so long as the message and speech is their own. See, they keep getting this whole free speech thing twisted, so let me help them out. First of all, team owners have every right to enforce rules, and standing for the anthem should be one of them if the NFL values money, ratings, and viewership. And Roger Goodell, you disgust me. You're the same fool who denied the Dallas Cowboys' request to wear an arm-in-arm decal on their helmets in honor of slain police officers. But now you're about free speech, and this is the cause you choose to defend? The hatred of America? The disrespect of our country, our flag, and our patriotism? Way to go. And here's the thing about the First Amendment, free speech, and freedom of expression. Democrats, kneelers, and leftist mainstream media hacks, listen up. Free speech isn't just saying what you want to say, it's also hearing what you don't want to hear. See, problem is, these people think they should be able to do whatever they want and no one should criticize or question it. Wrong. Your protest doesn't get a safe space. It doesn't get bubble wrap. You want to get political? Fine. Put it out there. Disrespect the country. But don't for one second think people like me are going to let it go unquestioned. No. I'll be happy to remind you what that flag and that anthem mean because maybe, just maybe, it's bigger than you and your temper tantrum. We stand for the anthem and salute the flag out of respect for those who have fought, died, and sacrificed so we can live and flourish in the greatest nation on the face of the earth. It's not a cloth and a song. These symbols are an eternal reminder of how blessed we are to be Americans. Remember, millions of people would die to be in our shoes. Under God and under the American flag, we are not white, black, or brown. We are red, white, and blue. Congrats, Colin Kaepernick. You made hatred of America the new celebrity fad. George Soros is so proud. And President Trump has every right to defend our country, our anthem, and our flag. If that offends you, too bad. 
respect, honor, and love of country isn't a white thing or a conservative thing or a Trump supporter thing. It's an American thing. It's a reminder to the military families who have lost loved ones or fellow Americans recognize and remember their sacrifice. That's why we stand. And since when did disrespecting the American flag, our national anthem, our military, and our veterans become agenda items of the Democratic Party? Is that what you stand for, Democrats? If so, it's no wonder you continue to lose elections. Keep it up. You're reminding America-loving patriots why we voted for Donald J. Trump. Yeah, kneeling for the anthem might win Hollywood and the mainstream media, but defending and loving this country wins the American people. Those are my final thoughts from L.A. God bless you, God bless America, and take care. Well, first of all, she's only 24. I mean, how hot is that? But but second of all, um, I just – it's not necessarily about – uh, hatred of America per se. I, I mean, maybe I thought when this first happened, the kneeling first happened, that's maybe what I thought it was. Uh, uh, but I mean, they've caught on to it now. I mean, you hear the, 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 the people who support it more and more and more now say, this isn't about hatred of America. This isn't about hatred of the police or the military. This is about sending a message that there's inequality within the country. Okay, yeah, I, I get it. Fine. But you guys are, are you know, you guys sign contracts and are hired to play a game. Look at DirecTV. DirecTV, okay, is is refunding people millions of. I'm not talking like like three people. I'm talking like like six digits at least worth of people uh, for their NFL package who who are who are now not going to watch the NFL as long as these guys continue this. I I, I mean, there there are you know you scroll on Facebook. And, you know, you find people that are, you know, hashtag take a knee, and you find people that are all for it and, you know, hey, I think this is great and blah, 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 and F Trump and this and that. But there's a lot of people that are mad about it, like very, very mad about it. And, you know, it leads to it leads to everyone going, oh, well, impeach Trump and, oh, yeah, he's got to go. Well, first of all, he hasn't done anything wrong. But second of all, it, it's like – these these people exactly what Tommy said. They want they've been given everything for eight years, and now that the littlest things are taken away, and and they can't handle it, and and it's it's, you know, they want to be able to say what they want, but they don't want you to be able to say what you want, and and that's to me, the toughest part about it. Now. I know we're running short on time. So the anthem protesting, am I going to boycott football because of it? No. Um, does it piss me off? N- n- no. I- I'm not super emotional about it. I don't care. In fact, my inner journalist thinks it's interesting that they do it every week uh, and, and you know wants to talk about it every week because I, it's a hot topic in the news. But um, it doesn't piss me off. It, 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 it doesn't strike a chord with me. Uh, if they want to do it, great. Hey, they can do it as long as the Cowboys don't, and and that's that. So, um, but but I mean, do you have stronger feelings about it perhaps than I do? No, well said. I agree with what you said. Yeah, because cause, cause, I mean, I think I think if if they're gonna do it, hey, great. I don't think it's the right platform. I think that they should be doing it, you know, on the street, or they should be doing it, you know, go to Washington in the off season or something. I don't think it should be brought to the field, but 
you know, this, this, uh, but here, here's, here's the other way around this now. I also think that this is a fad. This is a trend. Okay. That, that this is, this is Pods, Yo-Yos, Jinko Jeans, you know, Game Boys. This is a passing fad. I think that, that, that the more attention that people pay to this, and I mean the, the, the pissed off people, okay, the more attention they pay to it, and the more they feed into it, the more they're going to do it. And, I, I mean, I know you got a young daughter, Dustin, so, so look at it this way. You go to, like, Toys R Us or something, right? I don't know if they have those in New Hampshire, but a, a, a toy store, okay? And she wants a toy, okay? And and right now, you, either you don't have the money with you for it, or, or you just tell her no, or one of the two. And you say, no, you know, not not right now. Let's go to the, you know, go to the car. You got what you're getting, and that's it. What did you do? Well, it's gonna be there's gonna be tears, there's gonna be feet stomping, there's gonna be you know uh, a bit of a temper tantrum, even all the way out to the car. There's gonna be a temper tantrum, okay? But what's gonna happen? In about ten, fifteen minutes, they're gonna forget about it and move on to something else. But if you say, "Oh, sure, yeah, here, take the toy. That's no worries," you know, um, and then the next time. You say no, and they start crying. You go, oh, man, all right, here. You give her the toy. She's going to do it every single time because she knows it works. And that's sort of what's happening here is they know they're getting people people's attention. I don't think the intent is to piss people off, but they know they're getting people's attention. If we just ignore it, if we want it to go away, just ignore it and pretend it's not happening, and it will go away. Before week eight, okay, they will get bored with it if you're not giving them the attention. You got anything else? You got anything else? No. Looks like perhaps Dustin may have lost connection as well. So... On that take, we will see you next week. Oh, will you walk away? Will you walk on by? Come on, call my name. Will you call my Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.